0: Jen Gottlieb, welcome to the David Nurse Show. Thank you for making the trip all the way from New York City to the best coast, the West Coast, Los Angeles. I appreciate you.
1: Well, I'm thrilled to be here. Anything for you. I'm really excited.
0: Thank you. And we were talking offline about the food conversation, Mm -hmm. New York versus Mm -hmm. LA. I'm going to give it to New York. Thank you. New York does have the win, Uh, but the weather.
1: You have the win for the weather. We
0: do win for the weather. Okay. So
1: I think we're even now. Yes. Yeah. But we'll see what happens by the end of this conversation. Who wins?
0: (laughs) (laughs) That will be the debate as we go on here. All right. Good. We'll keep throwing New York and LA back at each other. I love it. So start us off with a bang. Everybody knows you as this phenomenal speaker, author, just infectious personality, which you are seeing you on social media and following you from afar. It just seems like you're always have just great energy and lighting people up. And that's exactly how you are in person. But let's take a step back from that and start us off with a bang of something that maybe most people don't know about you, Jen.
1: There's, I, I feel like now I'll, I'll say something and someone's listening to this, like, Jen, I knew that about you because <laughs> I actually go live now every day on Instagram. I've seen
0: that, you're very consistent I, with that.
1: Every day, no matter, it's like a yeah. weird, I have like, uh, now it's almost like a, like I, like I can't not do it. Like it's like, you know, you're an athlete. Yeah. So the things before your show that like it's you had sure to do no matter me. what, almost like sure. an OCD, like yep. I cannot go, not go live. So I share pretty much every weird thing about me on there. So there will be people that be like, Jen, I knew that, duh. But there's two things. Number one, I'm actually an introvert, very much so.
0: Interesting, interesting. So, and I think okay. that
1: might be interesting for some people to know, because if you look at like my Instagram like page and my TikTok, like I'm on stages with the outfits and all dressed and all yeah. glam and everything. But I actually am, I spend 95% of my time in my sweatpants at home with my dogs and my husband and I don't love like it. going out.
0: I love it. at all.
1: like I'm the lamest lame. Here's something fun. I was in the final running to be on The Real Housewives of New York City. No way. I swear to God. No, people don't know this. This is a wow. good one. I See, things come out when you have a good interviewer. No one knows <laughs> that. Much. I wasn't allowed that to talk incredible. about it. Yeah, and sure. I incredible. And I didn't really want it. I was just kind of following the steps because I was like, you never know what kind of an opportunity could open up from just like being in the running for something like mm-hmm.
0: that. Yeah, and totally. I got to the
1: final, 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 final. And I think I talked to them out of hiring me because I sat down and I was like, listen, I will be the most boring housewife you've ever had in your life. I stay at home and do Zooms, and every once in a while I go out and I speak and I do my thing, but other than that, I really am like so introverted.
0: Yeah, and.
1: Yeah, so that's like, that's something about me that I don't think it's, people re- like realize. I
0: appreciate that. And it's so interesting because I think that is a blessing in disguise that you did not get that role on there because reality oh. TV, I know a lot of people in the reality space, they create whatever narrative they want of you. So what you've done so well to build this great character and persona could be just, you know, they try to tear that down. That's just. How they do so? Probably a blessing in disguise. There,
1: a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. You get when it. I found yeah. that I didn't get it, I was like, "Thank God!" Yeah. Because if I got it, I would have taken it, and I sure. know that it probably wouldn't have. I, God was looking out for me there.
0: Oh, totally. Completely. I think, they, I think they take your phones and they like really put you in this like you know situation where it's just pandemonium that they create it's it's not real life no reality but not real life interesting on that yeah and to the point and it's an interesting point you talk about being introverted it's something most people don't understand that introverted and extroverted has nothing to do with can you talk to people can Mm -hmm. you speak in front of people it has everything to do with how you recharge that's the difference that most people miss and you like you say you recharge by yourself with your husband with your dogs and your sweats like that's great yeah So people don't have to have that fear. They see you like, oh, she's extroverted. She's, I can't do that. No, you actually can. And you're hearing it right here. A
1: hundred percent. You just need to know the more self-aware you are about how you connect best with people. And how you're able to show up for the game or the event or the moment or the speaking engagement. Mm. Like I know that. Before and after, like, I'm going to, listen, I'm going to squeeze all the juice out of the lemon when I do the thing. Like, I'm going to say, listen, I've got six podcasts I'm doing today. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to bang it out. I'm going to be on, 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 right? But I'm preparing myself, knowing myself as an introvert. I know what I need to do in order to do that. I know I need to have quiet time before and I know I need to have quiet time after. But as long as I have, like, my head's in the game and I know what's going to happen, like, I can perform And then, all right, I know in the back of my mind, okay, when this is all done, I'm going to get into my bed in the hotel. I'm going (laughs) to order my room service or whatever it is, my Uber Eats. And I'm going to watch a baking show on Netflix. And I'm just going to chill. And then that's how I can really perform and push it all out, knowing that I can go introvert and recharge on the other side. But if you don't have that knowing of that, all right, I can go introvert, I can go take my time, I can go rest, and you just like push, 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 and you're naturally an introvert, that's how burnout
0: can happen. Totally, It's a phenomenal point too of you know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You can go and perform knowing that, okay, I'm going to get the bed, I'm going to get the cooking show, I'm going to get my go-to food. What is your go-to meal after a talk about it? Me and my wife, when she's yes. with me, we find the best burger oh. in any city that we're in. And the best burger is in Palm Springs. It's at the Ritz-Carlton. Wait, Carlton. I thought the best it food is was in New York. The best food is in New York, but I have yet to find the best burger that beats Palm Springs, okay. Ritz-Carlton pretzel bun burger. Whoa, okay. Yeah, what do okay. you got? Do you have a go-to?
1: I'm boring. Yeah, I okay, so this is really weird. You're getting me to say like all the things. <laughs> That's what we do. I really love like burnt vegetables.
0: <laughs> oh, that's not weird.
1: Okay, love. Crispy like, yes, Brussels sprouts yes. for life. Give me a bowl yes. of like really burnt. Just crisp it up crisp mm. the brussels sprouts the cauliflower oh, the broccoli yeah. give me some like chicken and some like burnt vegetables and it's clean i like to eat clean i don't like yep. to feel gross because i got to get up and do the thing totally so crisp it up burn it up
0: and i'll just eat a bowl of that and I'm, I'm happy money jen tell me you have been to air one when you come out to la i went yesterday oh so
1: i haven't why been did we yet. not
0: go why are we not recording this live from Air One?
1: <laughs> i have never been and everyone was Whoa. telling me that it would be my heaven and i went and I was like, I didn't even know what to do with myself.
0: Oh, you, you need me there to guide you. I, I would have showed you the way. I would have showed you the, the hot bar, the buffalo cauliflower. I needed the, a guide. The $39 yogurts, all of it. Oh my God, I don't
1: think I did a good enough job. <laughs> because like I was just grabbing everything that I could get my hands on. But I was like, there's so much I'm missing. Like I really right. need to like explore this in depth.
0: Well, you and More Chris days. take Taylor and I out in New York. We'll take you to air one and we will show you the ropes. Done. All it's right. a deal. Okay, so we've been talking a lot about food, which is very, (laughs) very important, obviously, as we battle between LA and New York throughout this podcast. But we need to talk about this beautiful book here, Be Seen, coming out October 31st on Halloween, Be Seen, Find Your Voice, Build Your Brand, Live Your Dream. This is, you know, we're going to get into this, all right? And there's questions that I have that I want to ask you about building a brand and being seen. But what do you think of like... What do you think the hardest thing for people to you know to grasp in terms of hey i want to build a brand i want to be seen but there's a right way to do it there's a wrong way to do it and i'm sure there's so many intricacies that you can talk about here but what would you say like the biggest struggle Mm -hmm. you see people having with maybe it's acceptance to be seen because i hear this a lot too of like well why would they want to talk to me like well why would Jen, wanna come on my podcast and talk to me? Why would, like, we don't value ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think
0: the biggest struggle is in being seen that people that people well, will have? You
1: hit the nail on the head. So it's not that they don't, they pretend, a lot of people that, I, I talk to a lot of people about this, and yeah. they pretend they don't know what to say or the strategy or the right or the wrong way to do it, like you just said. So the first thing is, is that if anybody, on the internet or anywhere, anyone that's listening, tells you that there's only one way to build a brand or there's only one way to do something. So good. Run far away. (laughs) Yes. Because there are, especially with personal branding, like the thing that makes it a personal brand is that it's you and there's only one you. So good. And you need to make it uniquely you. And if you build a brand and you build a business that is based on what other people told you that you should do that would Mm. work, you're going to build a brand and a business that you hate. Oh. I know because I've done it. I was on a heavy metal talk show for five years and built a brand around something that was completely inauthentic to who I was. And I woke up one day and I had so many people that followed me that thought I was somebody I wasn't. (laughs) And it was unbelievably exhausting to keep up with this lie. And I was in this internal battle and I just hated what I was doing. And it was really hard to be able to be seen as who I really was after that was done. But here's the thing. You don't not know how to do it. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. You just have to show up. And the biggest thing that keeps people from doing it is fear of... Judgment,
0: so, fear yep.
1: of rejection, fear of what other people will think of them, fear mm-hmm. of not being good enough, fear in general. So in the book, I talk about the six symptoms of fear.
0: Because this I love this. Fear, I, yes,
1: yes. Yes. Fear can show up in the form of like traditional fear, like it's like anxiety, your heart beating really fast, and you're scared, right? You're scared. Oh my gosh, you're running from something. It's it's petrifying. I know that fear. But fear can also show up in really sneaky ways that don't necessarily feel like fear, but they keep you from taking action. So they're 100% symptoms of fear. So one of them is FOMO and not FOMO like your fear of missing out, like your friends are all at the burger place mm-hmm. in LA and you're mm-hmm. not, in your FOMOing. Fear of missed opportunity. Mm. So maybe you're scrolling social media and you see somebody that's doing something that you really want to do. And they're out there being seen and they're creating the content and they're in the media and they're creating the business and they've got the podcast. And you're like, that should be me. Why am I not doing that? I'm not good enough. And then you spiral down another symptom, which is like comparisonitis. And you start comparing yourself to everybody's highlight reel on the internet. And you're like, oh, they're already doing that. So I can't do it. Mm-hmm. He's already talking about that. Mm-hmm. She already has that 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 podcast that I wanted to create. He already wrote that book. I'm just not going to do it. Or perfectionism, Classic. I can't do it because I don't have the camera, I don't have the perfect lighting, I don't have the perfect studio, I don't have the perfect thing to say. I'll do it when I have the perfect messaging. I've heard that zillions of times. So fear's whole job is to keep you from taking action. Totally. That's its whole job. So it's going to lie to you. It's going to say it needs to be perfect. It's not ready yet. How about analysis paralysis? Too many options. I'm just not going to make a decision. Mm. I'll just sit on the fence and I'll decide. There's so many ways to create content. There's so many ways to create a personal brand. I don't know which is right and which is wrong. So I'm just going to hold off and not start until I figure out what the perfect thing is for me. Fear wins because oh you're not taking action. So my whole thing and th- what I've been doing, and this is again, this book is just me practicing stuff. I will never talk about something that I didn't actually have to do. And, and I'm doing right now actively while I promote mm-hmm. this book. It's all about taking action to get clear and starting before you're ready and starting scared and starting messy and allowing yourself to be seen as who you really are. And every time you do that, you become a little bit more confident in who you are and what you're talking about and what you're doing because you can only prove to yourself what you're capable of by doing all
0: right so i've I've been asked multiple times am i still in college no i'm not i kind of wish i was but the reason i get asked that is because my skin still looks so young i'm far from college trust me and i haven't always had the best skin either like blemishes just six months ago i had a huge massive breakout but that doesn't happen anymore and honestly it is because of one skin i'm a true believer in what one skin is doing they are dressing the skin at a molecular level targeting root causes not just the the topical and and trying to take blemishes away but they're actually they're they're working on the root cause of what what ages skin and functionalities and makes it feel and look younger and they can actually reverse the age of your skin yeah nobody else is doing that my wife and i taylor who's got beautiful skin even more beautiful now we went up to headquarters in san francisco and watched how it all was done growing skin the testing that they're doing their one skin body one skin prep one skin topical supplement they're changing it they are reversing they're anti-aging anti-aging reinvented so one skin if you want uh, If you want your money maker, your skin, the the biggest organ in your body, to be taken care of at the best level, this is for you, oneskin.co, C-O, and the code for 15% off is David15. The link will also be in the show notes. That's oneskin.co, David15, and reverse your age. Jen, I'm over here smiling because my book is called Do It, The (laughs) Life-Changing Power of Taking Action, where I pray-
1: of yes. Time.
0: from coast to coast <laughs> the life-changing power of taking action and it breaks down the nine action archetypes of fear similar to some fear archetypes that you're talking about but it's really interesting when you think about it because it is a no lose game of life that we're playing yeah. because if you take a chance and you fail well what do you do you obviously learn a way to do it better the next time and people think of like well well I mean what's the the worst case scenario 92.0 Two, eight percent of worst case scenarios never come true. A study done by Lafraine and Newman. I'm just saying all this because I did all this research yeah, as well. You're probably yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I hear you. Yeah. But the, these, these worst case scenarios never come true. And if you think about it, the worst case scenario is, okay, well, if I do this, then I die. Then what? You're dead. You don't even have to worry about it. You're playing a win-win situation game of fear. And it's what holds so many people back. of people ever achieve their dreams. 92% do not because they live in fear. The biggest regret on people's deathbed is they wish they would have lived a life. And this is what I want to hit with you right after this to show how you can actually do this. They wish they would have lived a life of courage Mm -hmm. to be true to themselves Mm -hmm. and not worry what other people think. So how do we develop courage and be Mm -hmm. courageous?
1: Courage is developed by doing, by, by trying. Totally, so confidence yep. comes from consistently sticking with the commitments you make with yourself. Good. So I'm gonna I'll give you a story to talk about, Love to it. teach you or how I learned how to be more courageous in life in everything. Hmm. And it, it now it's very common, like ice baths, cold plunges, everyone does them every other day now, right? You open your, I'm sure you open your social media and you see people doing ice <laughs> baths every five seconds. Yeah, yeah, very yeah, yeah, popular. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was in this mastermind ages ago. I think it was like maybe five years ago. And no one was doing ice baths at this time. It was not trendy. No one was jumping in an ice bath for fun. No one and their mom.
0: Uh, So
1: (laughs) I was at this mastermind and they are like, we have a surprise for you. Everybody come up to the second floor. We're going to do this really cool activity. And I see all of these silver tubs and this lady pouring buckets of ice into these silver tubs. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of beverages for a party. (laughs) Like I have no idea what's happening. And they say, okay, we're going to do like Wim Hof. Yeah. Ice baths, and I had a massive panic attack, mm. like like physical anxiety attack, tears. I was petrified. I've never seen anybody do this before. It just scared me, and I did not want to do it, so much so that I sat back and I watched all of my friends do it. I said I wasn't going to do it, and I watched all of my mastermind friends like be really scared and get into the ice bath and then emerge like a phoenix rising from the ashes like they were reborn, and suddenly they were a new person. And I, I still wasn't going to do it. Like there was this other girl, she was sitting next to me and she wasn't doing it either. So I felt very comfortable and uh, okay, I don't have to do it because this girl's sitting here until that girl got up and and girlfriend was in the ice bath and I no longer was not the only one. So I sat there and I asked myself, how do you want to feel tonight when you get in your bed? Mm. Because here's one thing that I know it's for good. sure. No matter what, no matter what, time doesn't stop. That's why I have time on my wrist. Oh.
0: So I love that.
1: Thank you. It doesn't stop. We're going to end up in our bed tonight no matter what. This day is going to end. Whatever uncomfortable thing we need to do today, it's going to be uncomfortable for a second. And we're going to be in our bed being like, how did I show up today? So I sat there and I'm like, I'm going to be the only one that didn't do this for two minutes of discomfort. And so I decided to do this thing. Uh, The book, Big Magic, Elizabeth Gilbert, in that book, she talks about going on a road trip with fear and Mm -hmm. talking to fear. So I was like, I've got nothing to lose. Let's talk to fear and putting fear in the passenger seat of the car. So I'm like, okay, fear. I'm I'm literally having a massive panic attack. And I'm like, fear, you're going to get in the passenger seat of this car. Shut up. I'm driving. You can't touch anything. And we're going to go together because I know you're not going to go away. I know you're going to be screaming at me and I know this is going to suck but it's gonna be over before I know it. So shut up, get in the car. And I envisioned driving this car into the (laughs) ice bath and I go into this stupid thing for two minutes. It was horrible and painful and I hated every second of it. But when I got out of the ice bath, do you wanna know what I did?
0: What'd you do? Tell me.
1: I got right back into the ice bath. No
0: way, wow.
1: Because, and this is what it taught me, when you do the thing you're afraid to do, you take away the power that fear has over you. Oh, that's good. And you create courage. That is so really good. I now in my life, because that was so scary for me, mm. and I saw the transformation that happened when I just did the thing I was afraid to do. I Uber Eats, 15 bags of ice to my apartment in New York City every single Saturday, and I do ice bath Saturdays by myself to practice, get my reps in, like my workout, practice putting fear in the passenger seat of the car. So now whenever something scary comes my way, whether that is a big speaking engagement or launching a book or doing a podcast that I'm nervous about doing or having a hard conversation with somebody on my team or somebody in my life, I know. That discomfort is only temporary. I've proven it to myself again and again and again. Yeah. But the growth that happens when you experience that uncomfortable moment, that is what you mm. success is made of. That's permanent.
0: That is so good. Rewind that bit right there. Listen to that every single morning when you wake up. And can we please get Jen a deal with an ice plunge or a Morosco fridge <laughs> I I a, or something I think I like need that? A so we're not Uber Eating 15. It's, 15 it's messy. Bags. It's messy, I'm telling you. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? Like anytime you go into like, you know, a, a dinner or a meeting and you're kind of fearful, like, oh, these people are way bigger than me. And I don't like, I'm a little uncomfortable going into this and meeting these people. Every single time you come out of there, you're so glad that you did it. You never want to go. You're always happy you went. Always. Always. You're like, I hope they cancel. I hope they cancel. I hope they please let them cancel. But then afterwards, like,
1: oh, my God, we're best
0: friends. The best ever. The best ever. Yes. Fun fact.
1: The day I met my husband. Uh, it was it, we were gonna go for a walk in the park. I didn't know it was a date I thought I was connecting with this random super connector guy from <laughs> yeah. that I'm got like the, my ex-boyfriend was like you should know this guy maybe he can help you with your business I'm going for a walk in the park with this guy just like a meetup and I did the thing where I was like I hope he cancels. I hope he cancels. I don't want to go <laughs> and I had to do everything in my power to get myself to Central Park to that bench to go on a walk with this guy could you imagine That's- if I didn't get to the bench So I tell myself all the time, you're literally Mm. one choice away from your entire life changing. I had no idea when I was walking up to that bench that I was going to sit on that bench and I was going to wait for my husband
0: to walk up to me. That is amazing. That is amazing. You never know. Never know. Say
1: yes and show up even when you don't want to because you're either A, going to have the best time of your life. Totally. Or B, you're going to have a terrible time, but it's going to turn into a great story or something you needed to learn or an experience you needed to have to grow and be a better person next time or to make a better decision next time.
0: So good. So good. There's a good... Oh, that's good. There's a few few ways I want to take this. And I think that's a good segment to talk about or ask you the question of what do you struggle with? Because from the outside perception, it looks like, like we're talking about, she's got all this positive energy. She's got so much going for her. She probably doesn't struggle with anything. But as we know, it's a daily battle that we have to continue to tell ourselves these type of mindset tools to use. So if you're saying where you are right now, to where you want to be, the future self-efficacy mode of Jen Godley, what, what is in this gap? What's this, this struggle that you have right now?
1: Mm. I love that you asked me this question because I'm so in it right now. And we were talking yeah. about a little bit. When you launch a book, mm. I've never launched a book before. So let me take you back for a second because this is like in a therapy session. So I've got a, a great therapist, and uh, as as I think okay. that many people should have, I'm just saying yes, do each totally, his own. But totally. I have a great therapist; she's helped me a lot. And oh, I
0: thought you were saying I'm your great therapist. Oh. Okay, my bad, my bad. You're you have a great I have therapist. one. Okay, but okay, you're okay. turning into a great. That's one why I was laughing. I thought, yeah, okay, yes. right now. be Your therapist today, today it. in this yes. moment,
1: it's okay. pretty, it's pretty good. This is working out really well. And I was talking about my book and how nervous I was about it. Because mm-hmm. when you're launching a book, and I don't think enough people talk about this because they see like the experts on the internet that are launching books and it seems really easy and it seems like they're just out there promoting it. Like this is what you do when my book is amazing and they're on every podcast. But behind the scenes, I've had so many conversations with authors because a lot of my friends are authors. We were having this conversation earlier. It is scary as yeah okay totally the imposter syndrome is cray cray like all the Mm -hmm. symptoms of fear are showing up perfectionism imposter syndrome FOMO comparison all of it am I good enough am I going to sell enough books are people going to like it are people going to judge me are people going to say things about it like do people even care all of those questions are like going through my mind every single day and I would be lying to tell you that they weren't and I want to let everybody know that's listening you're not alone if you feel this way about anything whether it's launching a book or if it's starting your new job or starting A side hustle or getting into a new relationship. Fear is always going to be there. Doubt is always going to be there. And my therapist asked me, she goes, I'm I'm like complaining about, you know, like all of my fear is like vomiting on her, you know, like I'm just so scared that no one's going to like it. She goes, Have you ever written a book before? And I said, No. She goes, What's your relationship with being a beginner? And I was like, "Um, Wow, that's actually really interesting. She goes, You've never written a book before, so obviously you would be feeling all of these feelings. And I think that we look at the internet now and we look at everybody's Mm -hmm. chapter 20 and their finished product and their huge podcast that you don't even know the chapter one, that nobody was listening to it the very first episode they ever put out. Their very first book that they ever did that not many people paid attention to. You see the fifth book, you see the highlight reel, you see the chapter 20, you don't often see the steps that it took to get there. So what is your relationship with being a beginner and how can you step into it with a perspective of, this is my first book. Or this is my first relationship or this is my first day of this first new job. Can I give myself permission to fail, to be messy, to show up as myself and to have a good time and understand and know that time doesn't stop, the uncomfortable moments are going to be uncomfortable, but every step of the way I'm going to be learning something new that I'm going to bring to the table the next time around. And what you said was so powerful when we, before we pressed record, was that At the end of the day, I believe what you believe, that like if this book is supposed to be a great huge hit and supposed to get in the hands of a lot of people, then God will make it so. And I can do whatever I can do in my power and that's Mm. great and I have to let go and let God and trust and know that I wrote a great book and I'm doing my best to get it out there. But if you try to micromanage everything and you care too much about other people rejecting you or judging you, it's not going to come off authentically. You're going to have an energy of pushing and striving and it's not going to be fun and life is Uh. too short for it not to be fun.
0: Okay so what i'm about to tell you is going to literally blow your mind it did mine for a month now i have been trying out go exec i'm gonna tell you what this is so just to preface i always look for the extra added advantage the one percent edge and and usually it's something physical or you know it's something mental but i've never found the balance of the two and it's, it's crazy because as being a, a type A very driven person and I want to just have great impact. I don't get a whole lot of sleep. I work a lot of hours. There is stress, frequent travel. I mean, raise your hand if you can, uh, y- y- yeah, you really relate to that. But what GoExec is doing is the mental and physical balance. Now, they have bridged the gap between mental health, physical health, high quality, scientifically formulated nutraceuticals. So let's have an ingredient spotlight here, BioPQQ. You know what that is? Yeah, I didn't either, but now I do. Energy, endurance, and longevity, scientifically shown to slow the aging process, increase energy levels, and improve cognitive function. It has won award after award for the best ingredients that are used for the mental and physical performance of best science. PQQ is naturally occurring essential nutrient found in foods such as kiwi, green peppers, potatoes, tofu, and green tea. So what what GoExec is doing, they're putting this into pill form, and you literally, physically, and mentally are more focused, less stress, longevity, you're on fire. It's been great for me and for me being a high performer it's tough to tough to see the change a lot you know but I actually have been feeling it and what goexec is doing because they are so cool awesome people over there at goexec.com g o e x e c.com stands for go execute 20% off david nurse 20 is going to be your code david nurse 20 at checkout go Exec. Dot com. Trust me, you're going to be on fire like I am. Go check it out right. That is one of the best segments I've ever heard. I'm getting, I'm literally getting goosebumps over here listening to you say that because you are so right. It is, there is nothing that's going to stop God from what he has planned for you. You can try to bang down as many doors as you want. You can try to open as many, kick as many open. But if he says, you know what? Be seen is going to sell millions of, Tens of millions, it's going to happen. And you were doing, like you said, your best to do so. But you know what? I have this feeling it is going to sell a lot. And it's not, someone told me this too. It's not even about how many you sell. It's about how many people read.
1: 100%. Because
0: that is where the impact is going to happen. And you have an authenticity about you that makes people be able to connect with you without knowing you personally. They will want to read this. But it is the lie that we continue to tell yourself. And like I was telling you before we hopped on here, it's like that one of the struggles is that that, that authors have and they're like, ah, well, I just don't want to make these asks. It's, yeah. it's hard to yeah. ask. And it's very hard to ask. Even friends you've had for a long time, you're like, well, will they really want to help me? Two things there. One, you have to ask because you put all this work into something that you know is going to provide somebody a ton of value, change, transform their lives. So it'd be selfish of you if you didn't ask on the flip side. And two, if they're your true friends, they're going to scream from mountaintops wanting to help you. Come on my podcast. I'll buy this many books. I'll tell everybody. Those are the things that the lies that we tell ourselves as authors that we literally need to shed.
1: I literally have a section in my book called Becoming a Master Asker. Oh,
0: that's it's so good. It's all about Can't the power of that. asking
1: for help. Because, And here's a here's another thing. Every time you don't ask somebody that cares about you for their help, you're taking away an opportunity for that person to feel seen and heard and important by you. Mm.
0: Because mm.
1: how do you feel when a good friend of yours, somebody that you really care about, comes to you and says, I need your help with something and you're able to help them how does that make you feel
0: the best right that's what you love that's the best
1: feeling in the world you're able to help someone you care about exactly so if you don't ask people that you've provided value for uh, you have to that piece is very important so before i even started this book was even in print i was in a season of giving i was like i know i'm gonna have to ask and that's gonna be very uncomfortable for me Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna give as much as i possibly can to people And and give, 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 give. And not with anything, expecting anything in return, but because giving feels good. And then also knowing that I'm not going to feel as bad if I have to make that ask later on because I've given a lot. And that's a big piece of it. However, when you ask somebody that cares about you to help you and they're able to provide you with that value, they feel great. You're giving them an opportunity to feel important and needed. And I have to remind myself of that every day right now. So, I am in this.
0: Yep, yep. You know the saying that I use for that? Don't be a blessing blocker. Ooh. Don't block somebody else with the blessing that they want to give. That's
1: good. That's yes. good. I credit
0: that to my wife, Taylor's. That's yours. Taylor. That's yours. It's Taylor's friends. It's Taylor's friends. They, they came up with it. But, Taylor. Okay. As we wind down here, there's a couple things I want to get to. We're going to get to some action steps on how you can build your personal brand yeah. and what people can actually do for that. But is there anything that I'm not asking that that there's a message in this book that i'm not getting to that you really want to get out there mm. what what am i not asking you that needs to be asked and if there's nothing we can just go on to the action steps of getting into the nitty gritty details of it because as you think about that also it's it's interesting when people build brands they think like and i get this all the time of like well i i want to do all this i want to do what tony robbins or john maxwell or mel robbins or Jen Gottlieb. But, You can't do everything. You have to go in narrow and specific, Mm -hmm. and then build wide. Is that? Is that? I mean, is that the some tools and advice you're giving for that? Yeah,
1: that's like comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter twenty. Yeah. So I think that's that's very easy. So you go on, like, let's say, look at your brand and your podcast that you built. How long have you been doing this podcast for?
0: (sighs) Six years? Six years. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so someone would probably go online or find your podcast and be like, I want to immediately have a podcast just like David Nurse's exactly. podcast. Get and what the they didn't see was the fact that you had to have a first episode oh. that not many people listen to. Brutal. Okay, right? Brutal. All right. So we need to stop comparing to the finished product. And I I do that all the time. I'm like, I want my brand, patience is a a really powerful thing. I'm all about taking fast action and taking action before you're ready, but also consistent action and being patient and knowing that something that's really great takes time and energy and effort to build. Things that happen mm. really fast like that that are immediate overnight successes, if you notice, often don't last very
0: long. You haven't built the roots. There's no foundation. You, have, you yeah. need,
1: and I I was an actress, right? Yep. And I was, the the first big role that I ever got was Linda in the Broadway National Tour mm-hmm. of The Wedding Singer. That experience changed my life as an entrepreneur. It taught me all of the biggest lessons that I needed to know in my future that I didn't realize I was learning at that time that I was gonna need. And one of the, the biggest lessons was I did not get that part right away. I auditioned my face-off, for years and mm-hmm. didn't get it and didn't get it and didn't get it. And I got the understudy and I had to wait and I had, to, but once I got the part and I played it on the stage for the first time, I realized whoa, if I would have gotten this in the beginning, I wouldn't have been this good. It wouldn't, it would have not even close. I yeah. needed all of those reps. You're an athlete, you know totally. how important reps are. You need to put the reps in in order to get really good. Even the greats are putting their reps in. Really quick story before we end. This is really, yeah. really, really powerful. Please. And I learned this uh, in New York City. Great New York City moment. <laughs> so here we go. Maybe we will end this by winning oh. the battle. Oh, Are you ready? In New
0: York City to win the battle. Okay, and and we gotta give a couple tools of just like, hey, Today, here's what I want you to do. There's to a tool start in here. Re- oh. There's a tool in here. Always one step ahead. Yeah, go, I got go it. it. I'm going to wrap it all together. You got it. Here we go. Okay. So
1: I live on the Upper West Side of Manhattan. There's this mm-hmm. little tiny hole in the wall comedy club on like 75th Street and Broadway. It doesn't matter where it is, but it's like 15 seats in there. Very small. And we know the owner. And one day, a couple of years ago, the owner called us and he was like, it was like Labor Day weekend. No one was in the city. He's like, Jen. Jerry Seinfeld's come into the comedy club. you got to get here. Oh, right. And I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld, like 15 seat little theater, like it's we're going to be up close. So we like run over there and we sit down and Jerry Seinfeld, the highest paid comedian of all time, gets on stage and starts bombing. That's crazy. No one is laughing. It's super uncomfortable. And then he pulls out a note card and starts reading jokes off of a note card. And I look at Chris and I'm like, oh my God, Jerry Seinfeld is practicing right now. He's seeing what works and Mm. what doesn't. And then a couple years later, his Netflix special was filmed two blocks away at the Beacon Theater where all of those jokes that like were terrible when I saw it Were amazing on the big stage at his Netflix special, totally crushed it. He needed to practice, and that's why I do Instagram lives every day. And here's my takeaway tip: I do Instagram lives every day with no makeup on and practice asking questions or answering questions and asking questions because it's my reps. It's how I practice speaking. It's how I practice telling Mm. my stories, it's how I practice my content, it's how I learn what my audience wants. Building your brand is about reps. So you want to know a tactical step to start building your brand? Start. Being seen with the stage in your pocket. Everyone wants to be on a big stage? Start with the stage in your pocket, I dare you. There might only be five people that come on live or that pay attention to your post or watch your video. But I promise you, if you consistently practice, it's not about the five people watching, it's about you practicing, getting the reps in, doing the free throws, like, Mm. you know, all of those Mm. shots that you have to practice taking in order to get good, you gotta do that with building your brand too. And as you go, the more that you do, the more that you will do, because you're gonna learn as you go. It's not about getting clear to take action, it's about taking action to get clear. So my action step for you is to start to get your reps in consistently to build courage and confidence over time, because you're not not being seen because you don't know how. You're not Mm. being seen because you are afraid that you are not worthy and you're not good enough. And the only way to prove that to yourself is to by doing it.
0: Oh my gosh, drop the mic on that. (laughs) The stage in your pocket, that is such a cool tool to have. Yeah. Wow, yes, I mean, literally, I have nothing to add to that other than amen and amen. And I think New York City wins the battle because of that story right yes! there. How cool is that to be Jerry Seinfeld I guess, oh, Like I the best of the end. best. Drop oh. it on the floor. Oh, Jed Gottlieb, an incredible, incredible episode, everybody. Be Seen is coming out October 31st. I need you to go get this book right now. Pre-order it. Tell 16 of your closest friends, 35 of your closest relatives, all of your old classmates that you graduated with. Tell everybody about it. Because this will absolutely help you and many people in your life. Jen Gottlieb, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. You're amazing.
1: You're amazing. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you.